0: That was new music from Happy Mondays here in 97X, Modern Rock for Cincinnati and Dayton, plus some hoodoo gurus and a band from Columbus called Scrawl. Uh, if you're a big fan of Robert Stack and Unsolved Mysteries, you'll love Sunday Night at 7. It's the Mystery Six Pack. Guess the theme and you win some great free music. Last week, the theme was Retirement Homes, a real tough one. It's all happening this Sunday night at seven here at ninety seven X. The future of rock and roll. Yeah. Dave. No, Mm -hmm.
1: I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, There is no six pack anymore. There's There's no. There's no Robert Stack anymore, if I'm not mistaken, and there's certainly not. 97X anymore, unfortunately. That station is defunct. You used to work there. I used to work there. Now we get together every once in a while and do a podcast about those days called 97X Rumlings from the Big Bush. People can email us at 97XWOXY at gmail.com. And they can find us online at 97XBAM.com. But there is no station anymore. Sorry, no mystery six-pack, Dave.
0: I have three CDs and three cassettes to give away to somebody.
1: (laughs) Well, just just send them to my way. Send them to my (laughs) party dungeon. But the good news is, Dave, we actually have somebody who uh, joined WOXY.com after the station went off the air terrestrial, but then moved down to Longworth Hall. And Brian Neese was the engineer behind behind all those fantastic live in-studio sessions there. And Brian is with us today. Brian, thanks for joining us.
2: Hey, thanks for having me. This is uh, fun to relive some memories, hopefully.
1: Yeah, so tell us how you first got connected with uh, and when you got connected with com. so
2: I was uh, in college and I was interning at uh, ultra suede and next door at QCA and ultra suede already had a relationship with with 97x um, that were where they had been doing studio X uh, back before things had moved and when they moved they had um, they moved into uh, an old uh recording studio actually in longworth hall so they were able to kind of utilize that to host their own sessions and they uh asked uh dave davis um who had been doing 97 uh, x uh, uh studio x stuff and he referred them to me because uh, i was working with him at the time and and uh, he thought it'd be a good fit and i'm very happy to have gotten that recommendation because uh it was a very very nice uh, time
0: run for me the difference between live at studio x and what you were doing for wxy yeah
2: so uh, live at studio x I, um was artists that were were c- coming to town i think in Cincinnati usually but they would they were playing in typically ultra suede i believe um and it would that would get uh broadcast over 97x out of oxford um because the band wasn't going to drive up to oxford if they were playing in cincinnati and I. I I've never actually been in the the Oxford building and I I don't know if there was space for them to even do something like that there or not. Um, So in those cases, it was let's go into an existing recording studio to do those. Um, And I had almost no experience with that. Um, I think I interned on on one or two of them, um, but I I couldn't tell you which ones.
0: Uh, just to let you know the uh, studio in oxford had had tons of room it was it was absolutely huge <laughs> okay you could fit an orchestra in there i'm, I'm
1: lying <laughs> oh okay he's totally lying you could fit two people in our old production room yeah, that, that was that's it. what
2: i thought but i would never actually been in it I, I so i don't i don't have any memories of that.
1: But that makes sense. So then you're saying the Studio X things was almost like there's a band in town. They're playing Cincinnati. Before that, we would have to kind of beg and plead with the record label, you know, please send them up to Oxford, which is certainly out of the way and difficult to do. And there's not really a a live room where people could do a live studio performance. So then it sounds like Ultra Suede kind of filled that gap. A win for the bands. They don't have to travel as far. A win for us because then the bands are on the air but then how did it evolve into what you handled with like more the lounge acts, I guess.
2: Yeah. So that, that really happened out of the big transition from terrestrial radio to online radio and the move that uh, uh, entailed with that coming into Cincinnati and getting that spot in Longworth hall. Um, Because now all of a sudden you're 10 minutes away from every venue in Cincinnati pretty much you've got a space that bands can come in and play. I mean, there's, there was, you know, a re- recording infrastructure in that office already. So it was almost like a no brainer for them to say, let's just do it here. Um, and it, the name lounge X came out of the, the fact that they were doubling the live room for the lounge. Cause most days they didn't have a band coming in and that would be their conference room, their uh, re- relaxation room. They had the couches set up there. If you, if you remember the, the photos or videos from that, that era. Um, the, the cool I guess it was vintage furniture. It looked vintage. Um, (laughs) but it, you know, it had a, it had a, such a cool vibe there that it was like, this makes sense. And, um, you know, the weird thing about it was it was on the fifth floor of Longworth hall. So you got to come up that, that elevator, um, with, you know, a band and a lot of gear, but, um, most bands were, were pretty all right with it. They, they were happy there was an elevator, for sure. They didn't want to go up five
1: flights of stairs with their gear. Holland, especially the drummer. Like especially. Now, I th- I think the recording studio used to be in the home of Warm 98, Soft Hits, right? Is that correct? I don't... I'm not sure. I, I actually think... Um, I think...
2: Uh, uh, Blessed Union of Souls actually used to record in the the studio that was in Longworth Hall. I can't remember what the name of it was when they were there. But I think it was one of the guys from Blessed Union of Souls, his studio. Oh, okay. Either that or they recorded there. Something to do with with Blessed Union of Souls, but I I don't remember the exact connection.
1: Okay, so more of a legit recording studio than just a radio station with sound booth
2: mean, Perhaps before that, uh, it was ninety I'm not sure.
1: Yeah. Okay. And how many sessions do you think you engineered over your tenure?
2: 400? Wow. Wow. <laughs> I mean at least. 400 is a conservative number. Several years you know, 2004-5 to 2010 when we after we had moved to Austin and went defunct.
1: And you didn't make the move to Austin, correct? I did. I did. Oh, wow.
2: Yeah. Okay, I went. I, I went from uh, freelance engineer to full time uh, media guru there uh, when we made the move. And um, Br- Brian Miller, the GM, did not make the move. He was out in California, and uh, but he was still with the company, managing it remotely. So I kind of doubled as his eyes and ears on the ground to help with any sort of like weird technical stuff. I was I was that guy as well. So I got kind of roped into the. Little bit of the IT a little bit of that stuff uh, as well so it's just, just good experience yeah well especially a nice small company like that where it was everybody was mm-hmm. so fun to be around anyway
1: and the intent was when they moved to Austin to do more of those live in studio things because every every Anthem. band comes through Austin or is based in Austin right so it was mm-hmm. like and, absolutely and what was the wasn't the building down there was an old sound stage as well correct?
2: Yeah, we actually shared it with a um, like a local cable TV channel called uh, uh, METV, um, which is not very original considering there's, uh, I think, an METV in like every channel, every mm-hmm. every city. I think there's a network called it METV yeah. now. Yeah. But they were it's music entertainment television, which is also not super original, but it was like the local uh, it was like local Austin MTV. So, I mean, it did kind of have a a, a pretty cool vibe in that you would see, you know, local bands play on there and you would see um, national uh, music videos and stuff. And um, it was kind of interesting. It was a a partnership that made sense. Um, And they had a, um, you know, a stage and and stuff in there uh, to do stuff. And we used that area to do uh, our lounge acts as well when we moved in there
0: speaking of the lounge acts what were some of the ones you uh did in cincinnati and and some of the ones that that you got while you were down in austin that you're really proud of and then you had a great time doing yeah you know the the one that i always kind of come back to that's maybe
2: the most memorable is uh uh, magnolia electric company um just because that that one sounded so good it really captured a, a moment um and you know it's and it's a moment that's that's it's gone now r.i.p mm-hmm. um and you know some of the songs that were that were in there i was like oh wow this is a really good song i don't you know I, and and i'll admit i'm not you know not super familiar with the band's entire catalog but uh there were a couple songs in there i was like oh I, I need to go check this out and then i went to check them out and i realized i i can't find them anywhere i think maybe at least one of those songs from that session is the only recording of it maybe the only one I could find when I, after the fact, I was like, Oh, I'd like to hear the studio version of this. And it, it doesn't exist. So that's um, pretty cool. Kind of lightning in a a bottle to Mm -hmm. some degree. Um, uh, we had Phoenix come in for a lounge hack, which was insane. Uh, just because, you know, you want to talk about equipment. They had, you know, more equipment than any other band that I think we had in there ever with all the amps and the, keyboards and,
1: and things. It was, it was very good. And then you have to shift on the fly a little bit because you didn't really know what, you know, how much stuff the band was bringing in, right?
2: Uh, sometimes. I mean, we would always try to advance things a little bit and be like, you know, what, you know, what gear is, they come what, what gear are they coming in with? And, you know, Oh, it's a, you know, with Phoenix, you know, you know to expect, Hey, you know, they're coming in with some synthesizers and stuff. You never really know if they're going to be like, okay, you know, we're going to do a full set. We're bringing all the stuff in, or we're going to be, you know, we're we're only doing four songs, so we're going to bring in this, this. You know, some bands are making that call in the van, like, as they're coming out. Like, okay, uh, you know, we don't need that because we're not playing this song. We don't need that, uh, but we do need that because we're going to play this song, so we need to bring, you know, the things that they maybe use for one or two songs. Phoenix brought everything.
0: So... It was everything. Uh, it was crazy. It was great. If I can remember and, and recall, because I've watched now, you can still see on YouTube quite a few of these uh, on WXY Lounge Acts. If you search in uh, YouTube, you can you can see some of the stuff that you put together and and what they did at the at the studio, I believe.
2: Yeah, there, there's some things out there still. Um, definitely the um, uh, the the old. Uh, Woxie Pages is still out there. So there's some behind the scenes things, uh, that we did at the time, some interviews we did at the time. Uh, there's some, um, if you get on Wayback Machine, you can go find the Lounge X archive still. You can play most of them. Um, some of them are popping up on, on YouTube, uh, uh, uh in other places and, or, uh, SoundCloud, things like that. So, um, yeah, they're out there. Um, it's always fun to go back and listen to those things. I Shiv was looking for something recently and I can't remember what it was, but I,
1: I told him I'd look for it and I I haven't looked for it yet. You better get on it. You don't want to leave Shivy waiting. I know. <laughs> I know, it's terrible. So then Brian, you like many of the other all the other folks that moved down to Austin kinda of had the rug pulled out from underneath you shortly thereafter, right? When the station went under?
2: Yeah. Um so that's a decent way to put it um it was, it was almost a year it was just shy of 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 uh south by southwest we kind of went into the south by southwest of 2010 with a, a big question mark over our head and um by the time south by southwest was over um the question was answered and it was not the answer we were looking for uh, but we did uh, you know we did a lot of cool sessions that that south by it was it was it was a little bittersweet because you know we're 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 in there. We're putting in the effort. We're putting in these long days to do. I think we we're doing four sessions a day during South by, and you know at the end of the day, it's like okay. Well, I hope we have jobs tomorrow. Yeah, and also all this great content. You know, some of the ones we did that week are just amazing. We did. Uh, 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 Sharon Jones came in at like eight in the morning, and um, it was, you know, every everybody I knew in Austin was calling me up like the day before. Like, so, um, if I show up at Waxy at like 8am, do you think I can see Sharon Jones? Can I just sit? Zip, and I'm like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we had, we had maybe a, a little, uh, a little VIP section for Sharon Jones at 8am because that's how excited people were to, were to check her out, like in a kind of closed environment. And it was
1: incredible. Yeah. And then t- did you do Frightened Rabbit that year as well? Yep. Frightened yeah. Rabbit. That one was, man, that one, <sighs> that one hits hard too
2: because you know i feel like there's some songs that they played that kind of hit with me in the moment like you know um you know th- things it's, i i can't remember the lyrics that exactly that struck with me but there were lyrics in that session that were like oh you know you gotta take risks you gotta uh uh you know it doesn't always work out but hey you know i, th- I think it's a uh, swim until you don't see sand and i'm like hey man I'm out here swimming. I'm just, you know, you got to give it a shot. Yeah. So, you know, that that kind of stuck with me, and it's, you know, you got to keep, and and you got to keep swimming. So, you know, the weeks after Waxy shut down, and I was, you know, listening back to that, I was like, oh man, all right, I'm out here swimming. I'm gonna keep swimming.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we've we've talked about Magnolia Electric, Sharon Jones, Frightened Rabbit, Scott Hutchinson. Uh, Rest in peace to all of them. Yeah. Uh, Exactly. You know. Yeah. So, so memories, we're, you know,
2: we we are we are talking about memories here, and 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 unfortunately, those those folks are only exist there.
1: Yeah. But you know, thank you to you for for capturing that because it is something like when you were talking about Sharon Jones, when you talk about frightened rabbit, I'm still getting goosebumps just thinking about it. You know, I'm not even watching it right now. I have right. seen those before, but it's cool that you were able to capture that, and that's one of the things that I think 97x uh, terrestrial and then walksy.com was able to do to capture those unique moments like that. And you were such a huge part of it and people may not know it because you're behind the scenes, you know, twiddling with the knobs, moving the levers. So thank you for that, Brian.
2: Yeah, I, I, I I
0: enjoy being the guy behind the guy. It's a a good, nice position for me. Uh, Can you, can you tell us what you've been up to since then? You got a, a kind of cool career since that time.
2: Yeah, so um, right now I've landed at uh, WCPO nine in uh, Cincinnati, Channel nine. Now we're an ABC affiliate, and uh, um, my role there is multimedia producer, which is a, a fun role because it lets me do a little bit of a lot of different things. I get to work with reporters, investigative reporters. I get to work with um, you know real time reporters who are like, hey, I, I need can, I need help with getting this information on on the air or on the web or wh- whatever. Um, and then I, I, you know, I've been lucky enough to get a little bit of leniency to do some patch projects, like bring lounge acts over to WCPO, um, which, you know, is, you know, ca- I like to think carry on the legacy of the stuff I worked on over at, over at And, you know, we, I had a big conversation about the name, um, you know, should it be the same, you know, it's, it's different, it is different. Um, but it, it's the same to a large degree it follows kind of the same formula and I, you know, got the blessing from some of those guys before I yoinked the name uh, away. And so I, I like to think I can carry that torch. And we've been fortunate enough to have uh, a couple repeats. We had Ra Riot do an acoustic uh, session when they were in town. Um, we've had uh, Heartless Bastards, who uh, um, I uh, did a record for and toured with back in the day. Uh, they came in um, uh, and Erica came in and did some solo stuff before she came in and played with her band. Uh, before the, before her record was out, she played some of those songs, just a solo acoustic, which was real cool. Um, and then, you know, over COVID, um, we haven't been able to have guests in the building, and a lot of bands weren't touring. Uh, I kind of uh, partnered up with Northside Yacht Club here in here in town, and uh, we did a lot of things in their patio outside when the weather was nice. I uh, was able to record some things there. Uh, with some local artists and uh, have uh, also partnered with uh, The Lodge KY in Dayton, Kentucky um, to do some lounge acts there, too, now that um, we can be indoors again. Um, still not super on having a lot of guests over at the, the WCPO building. I'm not sure what the current state of things are with that, but at the very least, the room is not uh, set up the way it was. So uh, hopefully before the end of the year, maybe we'll have artists back in the building again. Um, but hopefully we'll have a few more sessions this, this summer with some, some cool local artists that I, I have been meaning to have in and, and
1: shine a light on for the Cincinnati area. So where can people find us? What's the best way to access all the lounge acts?
2: Best way, um, is WCPO.com slash lounge acts. Uh, from there, you'll see articles about, um, all the most recent ones. Uh, you can also, uh, find it, uh, on, um, YouTube and, uh, on, uh, your uh, podcast favorite podcast platforms um i would encourage you to subscribe to the channel on youtube that's probably the best thing to do uh that way if you're you i'm I'm kind of a youtube fan so i I watch a lot of youtube in my spare time so uh those subscriptions help me (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: brian i want to catch up on on a couple things uh, that we got to i want i want to touch base on uh it sounds like besides the the ethos of the 97x that damien and i were part of uh, you carried on at WXY.com. You said you do a lot of different you know, jobs. Everyone wore a lot of different hats. Did you have to take out the trash? I just want to check that off. Did you ever? I'm sure I did, yeah. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> because I, I would have been pretty ticked off because Damien and I always had to take out the trash. If you yeah. did the overnights at uh, 97X, you, you were doing trash duty.
2: I, but, well, I so, – mm. Even I definitely once. had to take it out. No, I definitely took the trash out. Well, no, I think that, I think actually the building in Austin they had a janitorial service because we shared it. So
1: well, lucky. it wasn't
2: ours. It was it was the right. the people that were already there. It was METV's. Right. Uh, and then in in Cincinnati, I, I don't think I was responsible for taking the trash out, but I, I definitely did. I <laughs> did it was definitely. Hey, can you take this out on your? Yeah, own? Good.
0: Yeah, um, then, then you're one of us. Yeah. You're in the brotherhood.
2: At Ultra suede now, that's a different story. I, I definitely had to take the trash out behind a, a very dark alley at four in the morning several times.
0: <laughs> and then, and then the other thing I want to follow up on was it true that Shiv was living there for a while, and then when the shams were playing, he came out in like a robe and like a hairnet and and, and told everyone to leave. Is that true? <laughs> I don't know how I should answer that. <laughs> <laughs> Because I want
2: to say yes, but it's, it's, I think he, he may have had a robe.
0: Okay.
1: Brian Neese, the the man behind the board for so many live performances from Waxy.com and Lounge Acts Now at WCPO. So thank you so much, Brian. And it's been great catching up with you today.
2: Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been great to relive some of those memories about some of those fantastic artists that came into town and I got to, Got to work with, incredible experiences.
0: 97X, Z-105. Now we're back!
2: Folks, real special guest here this morning. Dirty Dad the Garbage Man, Z-105's newest DJ is here. Hey, Socrates, what's up? Yeah, (laughs) nice.
0: Rumblings from the Big Bush.